Time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor, Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erna Berry, Seafood Market Reporter, Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by Erna Berry's Excel add-in. Save time and improve your report building by streamlining supply and pricing data directly into your spreadsheets. Call 732-240-5330 to learn more about the Excel add-in. This week, we're happy to be hosting the podcast with Erna Berry intern, Kate Dean. Howdy, Kate. Tell us about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Kate. I am a senior at Trinity Hall currently, and next year I'll be going to Northeastern University where I'm going to be majoring in math and physics. So um, at Trinity, we have a Beyond the Hall program for the end of the year. It's a graduation requirement. And basically, we just intern and shadow somewhere in the real world to kind of get a feel for how the real world workforce um, functions. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think nothing can get more real than Arnerberry, where we have snacks in the kitchen. <laughs> we have summer Fridays are coming into effect. You, you've, you've come to shadow a good place. Yes. <laughs> yes. Summer barbecues are about to kick off. Yeah. So, great timing. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you with us, uh, especially since we have a lot to break down from the recent release of NOAA's status of the stocks report and the fisheries of the United States report. NOAA released their findings from the 2021 Status of the Stocks Report on Thursday. The annual report breaks down how well fishery management measures are working, as well as details which stocks are experiencing overfishing, are overfished, or have been rebuilt. So we have the report linked on Seafood News site, um, but we'll highlight some of the bigger pieces of information here. So NOAA Fisheries manages 460 stocks. Of those stocks, NOAA says that they know the overfishing status of 322 of them. According to the agency, 296 are not subject to overfishing, while 26 are subject to overfishing. As for overfished stocks, NOAA says that they know the status of 252 stocks. Based on the report, NOAA says that 201 are not overfished, while 51 stocks are overfished. The percent of overfished stocks remain the same compared to last year's report. Looking at 2020's report, the total number of stocks with a known overfished status increased by one from 251 to 252. Diving deeper into the list, in 2021, there were two stocks removed from the overfishing list, tilefish from the South Atlantic coast and yellowfin tuna from the Eastern Pacific Ocean. The status of the stocks report also briefly touched on pandemic relief. Funding to assist those recovering from COVID-19 did continue in 2021, with NOAA allocating $600 million in fisheries assistance funding in the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act, and the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. As of December 31st, 2021, over $350 million of the funding has been dispersed. And uh, I think it's really interesting to hear what the current number is because, I mean, that's a couple months ago now. So I, I know it's a process, but it's wild to me that all this funding still hasn't been dispersed, right. you know. But uh, we're going to move on to the 2020 Fisheries the United States report. Uh, but like we said earlier, you can find a link to the full report on Seafood News. Okay. The Fisheries of the United States report is another annual look that's released by NOAA. This report provides data on U.S. recreational catch, commercial fisheries, landings, and value, as well as other aspects of U.S. commercial fishing. NOAA works with the eight regional fishery management councils, as well as stakeholders, to pull the numbers for this report. 
The status for the stocks report was from 2021, but the fisheries report is a little delayed and that's it for 2020. So it's focusing on data from when our nation, including those in commercial fishing industry, faced unprecedented challenges related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Noah even noted in the introduction of the report that virtually every part of the fishing industry experienced impacts in some form from the pandemic. The Fisher's report is 28 pages long, so we're highlighting some of the standout data. Uh, Kate, why don't you break down the total landings and value for us? According to NOAA, in 2020, U.S. fishermen at ports in all 50 states landed a combined total of 8.4 billion pounds valued at $4.8 billion. This was a decrease from 2019. To compare, in 2019, the Fisheries of the United States report revealed that commercial fishermen landed 9.3 billion pounds of seafood, valued at $5.5 billion. While each region saw a drop in landings and value, the losses are mainly out of Alaska and Louisiana. Alaska pollock, chum salmon, sockeye salmon, and herring all hit a new five-year low. Pink salmon also took a hit, although because it's a biennial fishery, that was expected. Louisiana saw new five-year lows for both Manhattan and shrimp. Commercial landings by U.S. fishermen at ports outside the 50 states also decreased. An additional 417.6 million pounds was landed at ports outside the 50 states, which is 59 million pounds less than what was reported last year. However, the value did increase. These commercial landings in 2020 were valued at $277.1 million, an increase of $12.5 million in value compared to 2019. Now, let's look at top port by volume, and it shouldn't come as a surprise for the 24th consecutive year. Drumroll, please. Dutch Harbor, Alaska was the top port by volume landing 800.1 million pounds of seafood valued at $186.7 million. Comparing figures, landings in Dutch Harbor are slightly up from 2019's 763 million pounds, but also slightly lower than the $190 million in value reported at the same time. Alaska Pollock accounts for 92.1 of the volume and 52.2% of the value. Behind that is high-value snow crabs and king crabs, which accounted for 2.1% of the volume, but 34.6% of the value. That's wild. Now, the top port by value also held steady for the 21st consecutive year. New Bedford, Massachusetts took home the honor. The port landed 115.4 million pounds compared to 116 million pounds in 2019. Um, and that was valued at $376.6 million, compared with $451 million in 2019. Sea scallops made up 83.6% of the value and 26% of the volume. And in 2020, crabs were the species with the highest landings value at $584 million. Lobster was right behind at $563 million, followed by scallops at $488 million, salmon at $478 million, and shrimp at $435 million. The 2020 Fisheries of the United States report also looks at aquaculture, but the data is from 2019. According to NOAA, in 2019, freshwater plus marine U.S. aquaculture production was estimated to be at 658 million pounds, with a value of $1.5 billion. Freshwater aquaculture production decreased by 15.7 million pounds from 2018, while marine aquaculture production decreased by 6.8 million pounds. 
taking a look at processed fishery products, the production of fish fillets, including blocks, was 718.5 million pounds, which is 72.3 million pounds less than 2019. This decrease is mainly attributed to less Alaska pollock, Pacific Ocean perch fillets, and tuna. And while there was less Alaska pollock, Alaska pollock fillets and blocks still led all species, accounting for 55% of the total. Total fillets were valued at $2.2 billion. For canned fishery products in the 50 states, as well as American Samoa and Puerto Rico, the value was $1.5 billion for 846.6 million pounds. This was a decrease in value of $43.8 million compared to 2019 and a decrease in volume of 28.6 million pounds. When looking at the top species processed by value, Alaska pollock takes the top spot at $1.9 billion, followed by shrimp at $1.1 billion, tuna at $918 million, sockeye salmon at $778 million, and scallops at $743 million. No reports that trade for edible seafood products in 2020 was a deficit of $17 billion, which is in line with the year prior. Canada accounted for 14%, India 11%, Indonesia 10%, Chile 10%, and China 8%. And those were all our top trade partners for imports. Uh, shrimp was the most valued imported edible fishery product. And in 2020, the U.S. imported 1.6 billion pounds, which is up 6.8% from 2019. And it was valued at $6.4 billion, which is up 7.5% from 2019. So I feel like all our numbers have been down except for shrimp. Just <laughs> up, up, up. Um, so uh, our top markets for U.S. exports were Canada with 24%. China with 16%, Japan with 13%, South Korea with 9%, and the Netherlands with 7%. According to NOAA, overall U.S. exports of edible seafood products dropped significantly in 2020. The U.S. exported 2.4 billion pounds of seafood, which is down 14.9% from 2019. Those exports were valued at $4.4 billion, down 16.1% from 2019. The top export by value was whole or eviscerated salmon um, at 213 million pounds, valued at $449.4 million. And finally, per capita consumption figures were released. So according to NOAA, per capita consumption of seafood products in the U.S. declined from 19.3 pounds in 2019 to 19 pounds in 2020. Are you guys surprised by this? So just I, yeah, okay, so just to give you just to give you some background, <laughs> Kate. Um, so for the past couple of years, uh, seafood uh, per capita consumption has been on the rise. So to see it drop, I mean, it's not a significant loss. It's you know 0.3 pounds. Um, but I what surprised me is because it was during the pandemic, and during the pandemic, we just heard about how you know obviously seafood is an item that's mainly ordered out. But during the pandemic, so many people had the opportunity to learn how to cook it. So we kept hearing about that. So I honestly thought the number was going to be a lot higher. Oh yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not a huge loss, but I was, I was still surprised. Um, but when we look at this, this other data, I, I, it kind of makes sense. So Noah found that consumption, uh, consumption of shrimp, canned tuna and canned sardines increased in 2020. So with the stockpiling, uh, you know, of canned seafood that, that makes sense why all those increased. Right. The shrimp kind of throws me. I for some reason that I don't do shrimp at home unless it's like the chicken of the seas, <laughs> the, like the breaded. I like right. the value added stuff. Value so added. yeah, yeah. Um, I think shrimp is obvious because I think 
people are more comfortable cooking it. Yeah. You know? I'm not. I don't, I mean, maybe it's because I don't like deveining it. Yeah. I don't, I don't like all, all that stuff. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm down for the value added stuff. And I guess that could have been something that you could easily stock your freezer with, you know, during so the I'm pandemic. You know, salmon fillets or tilapia or, you know, any, any, Easy white fish, they're not on the list of, of increasing. No, so the uh, okay, the overall per capita consumption was offset by declines in consumption of fresh and frozen fin fish, um, as well as lower canned salmon production due to the biennial pink salmon run. Um, looking specifically specifically at per capita consumption of fresh and frozen products, that comes out to 14.6 pounds. Um, but breaking it down further, fresh and frozen fin fish accounted for 8.3 pounds and fresh and frozen shellfish for 6.3 pounds. Um, consumption for canned fishery products was 4.1 pounds per capita, which is up 0.3 pounds from 2019. All right, so we made up for the 0.3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I know um, the National Fisheries Institute will, I'm sure they'll release their data soon. They have more data on mm-hmm. bringing it down further about. So uh, what it will, it'll be interesting to see if tilapia went up. Like what, what went down, you know, where, where did we lose that point three, you know, but I think what's Kate, what's your, what do you eat? I mostly seafood wise. I go for salmon, especially Mm -hmm. because I have a lot of allergies. So seafood is actually kind of like a safe option for me most of the time. So I think I eat salmon the most, but I also. What did you eat during the pandemic? Did you eat a lot of salmon? Yeah. Salmon was actually probably, it was like at least once a week. So it's just something we could do at home. We actually put it in the air fryer sometimes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we are big air fryer fans. <laughs> but did you guys have, were you getting fresh salmon from somewhere? Did you have it? How, how like, how, do you remember? It was, it was from Costco. Okay. So I don't, you guys ventured out to the store during the pandemic? My parents did. <laughs> I stayed home. <laughs> um, yeah. I, like I said, I, I think it's, I think it's really, I'm trying to think about my, like 2020 just seems like ages ago it now, does. thank God. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I feel like I guess I, I bought more value added stuff because it was easy for me. I, like, I have a big right, right. chest freezer that you could throw a body in. So <laughs> instead of a body, okay. I threw in, I threw in tons of, of value added. Like, I like the breaded haddock, and you know, so I, I had a lot of those in our in our arsenal during the pandemic. Yeah, and I think more people went with either frozen or value added mm-hmm. because they just wanted to be able to keep it in the freezer longer yeah. the option instead of having to constantly run out to the store during the pandemic. So I said, very, like yeah. I said, it's not, it's not a bad decrease. It's, you know, but I, I'm Any still surprised. Yeah. Eat more seafood. All right. Well, Kate, thank you very much for, for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having this me. This might actually have been the first time where we had zero, like, or we had one mistake. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. We have a great editor. <laughs> but but Kate was your pro at the podcast. <laughs> you didn't even get the script ahead of time. You just read through it with no mistakes. Well, I'm, Lauren and I can't even do that. Nope. <laughs> I write the script and I can't do that. And Lauren has known how to read for years now. (laughs) 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 All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here next week.